Welcome to Just Another Side Quest. This is a show where a couple of 30-year-olds discuss current games we're playing, thoughts on various bits of gaming news, and we'll definitely get sidetracked pretty often. We're married, some of us have kids, and a few of us work in the games industry, and a couple of us don't. We keep it casual and try to cover a wide range of games. I'm James, and this week we'll mainly be discussing my playthrough of The Last of Us Part 2, several idle games Aaron is playing, and Randall will take us back in time to the original Final Fantasy VII. Thanks for being here, and we hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Just Another Side Quest. Uh, I am Randall, and uh, joining me tonight are my co-hosts. Once again, James. And Aaron. It's been so long. It's been so very, very long. So long. It's been, guys, it's been, it's been like a month, maybe yep. more. Yep. It's been a minute. We've been yep. hiding from uh, fire and a death cloud of smoky haze. Uh, we have to hide from that this thing. next week again. Do we? We have the California smoke coming up. Oh, no. Well, it <laughs> just means I'm going to be inside playing more video games. Yeah, I, I might have to do that this time. I, I went on two two camping trips and i've got another one this weekend we've just been gone for the vast majority of the last month we went to idaho when you know when the main oregon fires came up and just this last weekend we were out again and we're going out this weekend uh a lot of outdoor stuff um which is nice but there's still video gaming because of the switch yeah that's that's nice did you actually play like out in the woods I did. Uh, So, I mean, a lot of people kind of made fun of of uh, stuff on like on Reddit. They're like, oh, what are you doing out of the Himalayas playing on your switch? That's super cool. You can do that. You can still take in the sights. I was sitting on the back porch. Of a uh, log cabin this last weekend uh, with my feet kicked up uh, playing Animal Crossing and heave ho um, looking out at just a beautiful kind of golf course through a canyon. It was just beautiful it's a little chilly but it was mostly mm-hmm. nice and i'm like this is this is how i want to relax and i'm out uh, breathing the fresh air so i think it's super cool that you can do that yeah oh mm-hmm. totally and i mean every time i've camped i mean even if you try and fill your day with hiking and uh, i mean just random activities unless you're like if you're with family where you talk to them at home anyway as long as you're talking to them uh you end up with like a fair bit of empty time where Anyone who's probably making fun of you just is sitting there. Yeah. While you're playing your Switch, it's fine. I think it's fine. I don't know about you guys, but when me and my family went camping, after we were done playing like out in the woods, me and my brother and my sister would come back and play our Game Boys together. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Not not much has changed. It's just a lot higher fidelity now. And you can Mm -hmm. play when the sun goes down. Yes, without one of those monstrosities attached to the top of the Game Boy oh that shone, goodness, like shine some that light thing. onto it. And that that's all well and dandy, but the battery life goes from three hours to 12 minutes with a big incandescent squiggly light. Yes. Mine was a blue one with the, it would swirl up so you could bend it around. I, I had one of those. Yeah, I think we all did. Yeah, it was like yep. crazy straw and it was like translucent blue. <sighs> those were the days. Actually, yeah, they weren't. They, I mean, well, you had to play by... Uh, by streetlight as it passed by. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to keep pausing in between the lamps. <laughs> That's what was nice yeah. about uh, Pokemon is it would it would pause for you. You know, nothing was uh, live action. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, mm-hmm. so it was if you just stop streetlight. Yeah. yeah, very true. 
well fun i know for us it's been busy work is uh picking up Mm -hmm. very busy as we ramp up towards the end of the year it's good to be busy Um, i've been trying to make a point i mean again because we're cooped up in the house um it's actually amazing how much game you can get through if you like actually schedule it a little better and force yourself to sit down and play mm-hmm. so so what have what have you been what have you been playing i know uh james you've finished some some big games uh aaron aaron said she's done some mobile and i've kind of tinkered with a couple things we're going to kind of rip through these but what have you guys been uh been playing what have you been playing aaron let's start with you okay um so I haven't been playing as much on like on my computer or on the PS4. Instead, I've been playing on my iPad a lot. Um, I've been getting into games that are, are the crafting. You have to wait for it to come in, like take 15, 20 minutes, go away, come back. And it's like, oh, hey, you've gained some money. You've done some of this. And then you come back and you reinvest that. And then you step away, come back. Just um, like idle I like games. those. They're idle games. Yeah. Um, they often come with ads or buy-ins or buy-in shops. Yep. That's how they go. Yep. Um, but they're also free to start. So typically I will put in $5 if I've played more than like two to three hours of it because five hour, $5 for three hours of entertainment is worth it for me. And yeah, and you, you want to support the support them to a, to an extent yeah. where it's like, hey, you've given me some entertainment, you know, and you guys understand what it's like to, to you know, make something mm-hmm. to be, you know, to produce something and have someone, you know, pay for it. Yeah. yeah. So if we can... I mean, it, it takes a lot of effort even to put what looks like a pretty low amount of effort yeah. into something. So, yeah, absolutely. Anything that's giving a fair amount of entertainment back, um, usually supporting devs is... It's something that I want to be able to do. And I have the money I can do that. And so uh, my two favorites right now are one called Shop Titans, which is where you run a shop and then send people out to go re- get other uh, resources and dungeons for you. So instead of being the person who goes shopping and then going fighting the dungeon yourself, you're the person giving them the resources. And having you're the craft. Khajiit yeah, that the Khajiit. has the wares. Yes, Khajiit has the wares. Um, and so I like I like that because it's a different perspective from that that game that I've always played when I was a kid. Um, the other one, Egg Inc. <laughs> Speaking of different perspectives, it's funny. It's just this funny it? premise. It's a uh, Eggs, you're you're running an egg farm basically, and you're just trying to improve things. And but what the eggs do gets more and more ridiculous. And it's all about the context in the game. Like you get little news flashes of like, hey, people have discovered how to make super food eggs. So you people only have to eat one egg a day, and that's all the nutrients they need. And then then it goes to you're farming radioactive eggs to. It's like Cookie Clicker. It's Cookie Clicker, but with... But with chickens. But with chickens. Because that just... one was also funny, and it was always giving you, like, tidbits as to what you've done mm-hmm. for society, and your cookies become, like, time portal cookies at some point. So this is kind of like... I didn't actually play Cookie Clicker, so I didn't realize it had that aspect. Oh, yeah, no, it, yeah, you go from, like, just making some cookies to jumping through time. It's yeah, pretty okay. crazy. So basically... Cookie clicker, but with eggs and chickens, and it's just funny. And I'm and it's, the art style is super minimalistic, and I really enjoy that. They did a really good job of of creating this game. And I think the thing I like the most about it is that the ads are buy in. 
kind of. That's the wrong word to use. Um, they're optional. And the reward for watching the ad is actually worth it for me. Because usually by the time I'm like, hey, I'm getting these, I'm getting this thing that says, hey, if you watch this ad, you'll get this this much in-game money or this much in-game reward. Then I'm at a point where it's like, I can't do much more in the game. And I have to wait anyway. So it's like, put on for 30 seconds. I go and do something else. <laughs> and <laughs> and I get, get free money. money. Yeah. And they get their ad revenue. And they get the ad revenue. So I, I really like that one in terms of Egg Inc. When I first started playing it, I wasn't going into that. The other two games that I have really hated, mostly because of the ads, was a random garage parking game. This is where you're moving cars around and trying, and you have to put them into assigned spots. But you can crash them. Um, and they were just like overly aggressive with the ads. It's every level. Every puzzle had an ad every one to two puzzles uh time frame what's that it's it takes five seconds for a puzzle oh <laughs> uh that's pretty bad it was bad okay. i'm Oof. actually going to be taking it off my ipad yeah what else have you been playing the other one was just like a um a crossword puzzle game oh. so and that's because i was getting kind of a little bit tired of just doing idle games so i wanted yeah. something that was yeah. a little bit more mentally stimulating and then outside of mobile games I've been playing Among Us, and so, which yep, with uh, me a fair bit. Yep, and some coworkers. Do you want to talk about what Among Us is? Uh, I think anyone listening to this should probably know what Among Us is. It's like the most popular game right now. I mean, yeah. it's Mafia. It's Mafia in space with You're some game, to... gamified puzzles inside. Yes, yeah, it's Mafia in space, and they essentially just take that premise, add a little bit of gameplay to the mechanics of it so that you're typically slightly less focused on just trying to find the killer and you're like stuck doing little mini mini games mm -hmm. um, and it's just enough to keep you busy to where it's kind of hard to juggle everything going on and it obscures why players would do stuff and it helps direct players to sometimes do kind of suspicious things mm -hmm. um yeah, there's so one there's one game where it like scans you and if you're the alien, you can't be scanned. So if someone's watching you try to do this chore, they'll know they'll be able to suss it out. Yep. And other times, you know, you are pretending you stand at a console for 10, 15 seconds and just sit and then they think you're doing the minigame and then you leave. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like the bad guy, you're not allowed to do tasks. So you have to run around and pretend like you're doing them. Um, and then it's fun because you, well, you sounds like me at work. You just spend all day running around pretending to work. <laughs> pretending like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of what's funny is it's like all these mundane tasks that all these astronauts are doing while they've got this like imposter alien mm -hmm. of unknown origins roaming around their ship. Then you find a dead body. You start blaming everybody. It's hard to track where everyone's at because you're also having to like run around and do your tasks. Um, so it's fun. It's it's a really fun way to spend a couple hours. Mm -hmm. it, you might lose your friends by the end of it. Yay, maybe. Depending on your friends. It does depend on the friends. You okay. If the gr friends group can't get over the fact that you're going to be... It's a, a game of lying and betrayal. And then also teamwork and trying to get like the tears team. But you don't know who the bad guy is. And so that betrayal comes from that person. And so... And because you don't uh, trust... You can't trust anyone in the game... It's 
like if you can't handle that and your friends group can't handle that, then it's not a game to play because yeah. like you, people you're going to get betrayed. And it, it sounds like you should you should play with your Jackbox friends. Sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. Because yeah. Jackbox that. does it does have a version of this this game on it. Yeah. Which yeah. is I think kind of what probably segued people into Among Us um because of the Jackbox game. I think that's kind of the origins of where it started picking up. Um I think something like but, that. It's been around for this, two years. Yeah. Yeah. The game has been around longer than the Jackbox game. Uh, if I have it, uh, the, my timeline correctly, yes, but that, that probably, that probably gained interest. Like, wow, I wish there was a real game like this. Oh, look, there is, but it was made by yeah. three people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. The, the game, but it's still like, it's one, good. It's one, solid loader, and it works. one, one art and then one float, I believe. I kind of did both. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, it reminds me of a game I played a lot in college, a uh, card game called Resistance or The Resistance. That game had no tasks. It was purely the like debate part of Among Us. Um, really fun social game that you can play in person. So I played that a lot in college, and it was the same exact thing. It's people having to just do bold-faced lies, trying to sneak by, have other people voted out, um, can be really frustrating though, because you get into shouting matches. Yeah, I I've played those type of games before, like between Mafia and other ones. And for me, I don't like them typically. So what makes Among Us uh, like what helps it be fun compared to? It's not just the talking. They have a balance going between this talking and this game gamified element with the tasks mm-hmm. and the puzzles. Um, it's just enough of a game to where you can like even if you're not great at maybe the direct line. Yeah. There's enough game there to be able to latch on. Yeah. Um, one of the round or multiple rounds I was playing with James, I ended up getting imposter th- you got three it times in a row, again. I think. Yeah, By the lot. third time, I got I was getting a little tired of it, mostly because they were also catching on to my tactics. And it was like, I can't do this if I'm not also the crewmate, which is the good guy. I can't balance this well. Um and so I was realizing it's like doing that, being the imposter all the time sucks. But it's really fun when you get to be the imposter every once in a while and actually have the crewmate stuff to be able to, uh, that being the crewmate is also really fun. And for some people, they don't like being the imposter, but they really like the crewmate side of it. I just like being a crewmate. What systems are, are is this on? What's um, I think PC and mobile. Yeah. That's what I'm aware of. So it's on Steam and it's on mobile. It's on mobile for free. So anybody can mm-hmm. pick it up and play. Um, I have. So I haven't played it um, with other people on my iPad, but I do have the, uh, the app for it. Um, I believe they have ads in between games. Um, but the Steam version is paid. Five bucks. It's five dollars and you don't have that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been playing some of that. Only a few times, but it's been fun because you can get, I mean, you get a pile of people to play so you can catch up, chat, hang out with a group of friends. It almost feels, it's a little closer to like a game night that you would have in person Mm -hmm. um, compared to some of the other games that have like higher player counts. Um, I'm thinking like Overwatch, even as an example with six, you're way more focused on a game that you're playing than like the people you're playing with. And this is definitely in line with Jackbox where... But even a little less so. Jackbox has still got a lot more game you're playing at times, depending on which game. Yeah, this says it's uh, it's online or just a local Wi-Fi. You can just kind of play 
with people in your own Wi-Fi zone, and it's four to ten. Yeah, um, I've heard four that it's better zone. to be. Yeah, it's better to have more people. Um, Absolutely. But playing local Wi-Fi would be. I mean, that's kind of a modern version of couch co-op. Yeah, yeah. I, I could imagine a group of people sitting around a couch or a set of couches, just like I remember playing the Resistance. And it's essentially everyone has their phone out instead and are running around. Yeah, because you could play on your own device. So you, I mean, you would need a router. You don't need a console. And all of your friends can get together uh, and and play. I mean, you could all play in a hotel. You yeah. Know? yeah. Or a uh, Starbucks. That would yeah. be, they might get angry after a while <laughs> of you. Yeah, you all yelling. Friends, but, um, yeah, so yeah, it's just on PC and, and mobile for now. But I don't, I don't know why this is... Uh, this is giving me vibes of uh, what's the game that recently came out that's basically most elimination, most extreme elimination challenge. Fall Guys. Um, uh, yeah, Fall Guys. Yeah, yeah pretty uh, much. Looks, MXC. It looks kind of similar um, art, like they would be almost the same universe, sort of a. Oh yeah, the characters. There's been a bunch of concept art or I've, like fan art. I've actually seen some memes of people being like. We're just waiting for the consoles to come out and for the those really high graphics to come out on the new consoles. And in the meantime, we have this, the potato guys. <laughs> potato guys. Potato yeah. guys. It's the bright spot in 2020. It's a couple yep. potato guy games. <laughs> wow, that that I really I'm I'm gonna have to get that on mobile and uh and get together with some some folks because I've been hearing so much about it mm-hmm. that I feel like I've already got a handle on the game. Uh, and it's the sort of game that I enjoy. So I'll be downloading that uh, currently. It will yeah. take you 30 seconds to download. Yeah, we'll have to uh, schedule a night where a couple other people are playing and mm-hmm. like get you involved. I would recommend, I mean, if you've got friends um, and you're down for a game where you're killing and lying at it, you know, killing each other and lying about it to some degree. Uh, it's really fun. And it's a good way to, especially if you're social distancing a lot and you have a lot of people you can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, much like Jackbox, like a really good way to bridge that gap a little bit. Yeah. I could play through my friend's uh, window. You know, I could sit on his front porch and through the window, uh, yeah. you know, be able to play on his Wi-Fi. That would there be... There you go. Yeah. And then somebody's hey, out on the back patio and... Yeah. There you go. I like that. Making it making it happen in in uh, twenty twenty. Okay, so I've got Among Us. I officially have a new game uh, yep. sitting here. Do it. Even on my old slow phone, I'll see if it runs it. Antique. Uh, let's see. So I guess uh, do you have anything else, uh, Aaron, or is that your uh, your big get? I mean, I started Ori and the Will of the Wisps, but I'm only two hours in. I I'm going to kind of hold it. it hold any more for that until after I've gotten farther in and ideally have beat it so far fun better than the first I got stuck that was frustrating to be an hour in and I got stuck I got past it after coming back to it today but that I got I I had to stop because I was like I don't want to look up the solution (laughs) I ran into that uh you don't have to be beholden to that i i'm the same exact way but i i think that burned me out uh because when i finally did look it up and felt dumb anyway <laughs> um, oh yeah just kind of a contrived and then the fourth time that happened in my four hours of play 
I just, I, I couldn't move forward naturally. So I think I've kind of lost my drive to finish it. It's a fun game, but it's also very reflex based, which is not, um, not what I'm great at. It's a really, I think it's a good game. That's just not mm-hmm. for me. Uh, cause I, like you said, I, I kept getting stuck and that just burned me out. So don't, don't let it burn you out. If you lose interest, it can kind of be a death blow. I will, I don't think it will burn me out. Um, for me, I'll give it like three, basically three shots of mm-hmm. you can, if I hit three different points where I can't move forward and I can't solve them after coming back to them, like fresh eyes does really help. Um, then yeah, I'm going to look at it. I'll look it up. I'll stop kind of like trying to rely on my own wit for it. But also for me, I don't know that I could get into it. I want to wait until and get into Ori. Well, that sounds, that sounds wise. Um, I'll see if I can put a few more hours into it, uh, this upcoming couple of weeks and we can kind of dive into that a little bit. Yeah. So I did, I, guess. I really enjoyed the first game. I played that straight, like straight six to eight hours, played it through, beat it, loved it. And so like, mm. that's why I was like, for this one, I just haven't been able to go at it straight in the same way. I don't. It, is so. it harder? Like, is it um, more fun? It's been I'd like it like so, a quick. No, it doesn't have to do with the game. Well, part of it did because I did get stuck. But um, part of it also has to do with me physically. I am I have some hand pain. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of jumping in this game. That's a lot of thumb pressing just on that reflexive gameplay. That the first game, 68 hours of doing that, I could do that. I was sore. My hand was sore at the end, but I could do it. That was three years ago. Oh, I no. can't do that anymore. You're getting old. I'm getting old. It, it's something I'm dealing as both a gamer and an artist. Like, I have to be careful about how I, how I push my hands. Yeah. And I wasn't as careful three years ago. <laughs> so now you're paying for it. I'm, I am. I really am. Okay. It's a sad, sad state. Sorry. So undecided, not so, better, not worse. I'm completely undecided right now. So far, feels like the old, the first one. I'm enjoying it. Um, just gonna give it, give it some time still, cool. before an actual determining factor thingy. I can't remember my word. Determination. Judgment. A judgment. A final judgment. What have you been playing, Randy? Me? Well. Yeah. Uh... A couple things, nothing, uh, nothing too huge. I've kind of, you know, as I want to do, I, I go through uh, stuff on Game Pass just because you know it's cheaper, it's, free. Yeah. I can just kind of bop through stuff. It's there. So I, uh, I gave a couple hours up to Final Fantasy VII, not the remake, but the original. Wow. Um, how is uh, how's that holding up? I think that. If you played it when it came out, it holds up just fine. I think for a game of its age, its playability is super high, um, mm. though it's a bit finicky. I had never played a um, like action turn-based RPG. I'm not sure the uh, proper definition, but it's not just turn-based. Do you guys have any familiarity with the fighting system in this game? Yeah. Yes. So how the uh, the timer you it's not just turn based. There's a timer that you have to wait to go off, and then matching that up with limit breaks and um, which are super attacks for those who don't know, and balancing that with 
which kind of uh, person you're you're fighting, and then uh, your Mysteria components to upgrade your weapons. It all seemed like it was going to be very fiddly, and my lack of patience I knew was going to get the better of me. <laughs> mm. I still have it installed, and I, I think I want to kind of get a couple hours at a time on the weekend when I when I get the chance. Um, but I don't see myself finishing this 40 to 60 hour game, yeah, but I'm not, long. I'm not sick of it yet. Um, right. I am for those who know, I finished the first kind of story beat and I was, uh, setting up to go out on the second kind of mission. So I'm not very far in and I just know there's so much cause I've listened to a, uh, watch out for fireballs walkthrough of, of the whole game. So I know the whole thing beginning to end, there's no surprises in there for me. Um, but I, so I just know how far I'm not into the game, but it's a good game. And I'd recommend anyone giving it a shot. If you like any type of turn-based RPG stuff. Yeah. I've heard that the, uh, the remake, I, I haven't played the old, I haven't played the new one, but the remake like refreshes its turn-based system and has just like some really cool innovation to it and visually looks really good. It pulls a lot more from like Final Fantasy 13, 14 kind of mechanics mm -hmm. and updates it a lot more. But also um, when this came out on the PlayStation and stuff, it had multiple discs uh, to it. I believe three or four. <laughs> that and sounds the, right. And wow. the remake actually ends at the first disc. I don't think that's a spoiler. That's, that's mechanical for the game. Um, so the idea is that there's going to be more of them i guess oh so wow. a lot of people were very disappointed um when they got to where they remember seeing please insert disc two and that was it that's all that came on the remaster so what? if you're look if you're looking at the remaster just know that it's not the whole game hmm. that's a bummer Yep, especially if they sold it uh if you bought it for 60 bucks and got a third of the game that came out 20 years ago 30 years ago that could yeah. be, I could, I could mm. understand people being frustrated. Uh, yeah, completely. That's weird. Um, so that's, that's good. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of roll through unless you guys have any, any specific questions no. about that one. No, I've played a couple of the different final fantasy games. I understand what you're talking about with the thing. So, uh, I put about an hour of, uh, dumb gaming into goat simulator, mm. goat simulator, it's basically this just the GTA 4, GTA 5 engine um, and, you know, kind of off color comedy uh, that would go along with it. It seems like something Rockstar made uh, after hours when they were all drunk is kind of. <laughs> OK, like I've seen little clips of gameplay footage, but I've never actually had the game explained to me in like a quick just what actually do you do besides you... the obvious you play as a goat? Okay, so you, you, you play as a goat. Uh, you have separate buttons for uh, for jumping, for charging, like running things over, running people over, uh, breaking fences. So you have like a ram button. You have a bleat button uh, just to make the noise. And everything is really um, ragdoll physics based. Um, so you can hit by a car and you just flop around and you go a long way, kind of, uh, a little bit of just cause physics. Okay. Um, is there a goal? Like, does it have objectives? Yes. Does it drop you so in the sandboxes like untitled it, goose game? 
It's a, a little bit like a like an Untitled Goose game. There are like dozens of little okay. um, things to do, and you just kind of tackle them accidentally and at will. So you can look through your menu, and it gives you little things to do, but they're not nearly as complicated. Um, it's just like get hit by a car, um, explode 30 barrels, um, send something more than 10,000 feet into the air, that sort of, a, a, a thing. And you can get power-ups, uh, including, uh, jet packs, or oh, you yes. can get super swole, super strong. Just what I want things. in a goat simulator. Oh my goodness. It's a jet pack. For the swole goat. <laughs> yes. Or the yes. swote. <laughs> Swoot. Um <laughs> sounds phenomenal. Is it uh so it's it's free for you? Yeah. I I would not pay more than five dollars <laughs> for this game, but at five dollars I might pay five dollars yeah. for okay. this game. Yeah. Cause it's it's I played it for an hour and I'm done. Um there are DLC, so I had access to two of like seven or eight worlds. So there's basically there's a zombie version and there's a like wow. a vice city basically version and there's like a space version. There's a whole bunch of different worlds and I had access to like the first two, which was basically San Andreas uh, kind of themed and, uh, and another one that I didn't even I honestly didn't even bother with because I, I get it. I get it. I get the game. Uh, it kind of has that Tony Hawk feel, though, where you. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you check off little little things in this open sandbox, and you kind of want to do more of them. But yeah, I hit a wall on it. Not of difficulty, just of what am I doing? Why am I playing this game when I have so many other better games to play? Um, an hour and there's in. An up, okay. Yeah, an hour in. Um, but I mean, there's there's DLC for Untitled Goose Game, and I have the post credit stuff to do still. So. I think if I want to do an objective-based game, I'll go back to yeah, that. It's, that mm-hmm. it's just a better game. Even it's it's not bonkers. This is a great game for seventeen-year-olds to uh, drink a bunch of Mountain Dew and play at midnight. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean like I would have totally would have done. Yeah. Yes. Totally. <laughs> what else have you been playing? Uh, then? Um. Well, the uh, other little one was a little game called Game Dev Tycoon. Uh, which there was a uh, uh, a free demo that got brought to my attention for Switch. Oh, and it's coming to Switch. On occasion, I have to sit in uh, my boys' uh, room to make them take their nap because if there's someone there that they're accountable to, they'll continue to lay there. But if I leave the room, uh, they will out. put on their superhero cape and their uh, fireman outfit and run around the room because kids. Yep. But if yep. I'm in there, they'll, they'll uh, settle down. So, you know, I wanted something to do. And I that kind of came across my desk. I'm like, oh, I'll give that a shot. And it is it is Lemonade Stand, but for making a game. So you start with a crap ton of money and uh, you just go ahead and spend it all and drive the company into the ground. That's what I did. Um, but you get to choose Classic. what your first game is and... Like they have PC and then they have like Nemesis instead of a Genesis and instead of the NES. So it's a bunch of like in jokes and nerd references. 
Yeah, and like not quite this or this or yeah. that. Um, I, I've heard of this game, and I've I was looking at this um, the Steam page for it, and just the ad videos. Like, I think I'm buying this. Oh, it's very it's yeah, very campy and it's very selling. fun. And this is a game I would recommend spending ten bucks on. I think that's what they're asking is ten. And if you like a management sim, it's it's super good and it's super deep because you can start by just making a PC game that's like. 10 grand to develop uh, to begin. And then you choose like, oh, I want it to be a a pirate game or I want it to be a, like you choose a theme like space or or historical. Um, And then you go on to what type of game? Is it a puzzle game? Is it a shooter? And all of these different things have different costs associated. So you have to balance, well, a shooter costs a lot of money to make. A puzzle game is really cheap. and so you you can start project and then you know 10 grand on a PC or for you can get a 300 grand you can get a license to develop on the uh, SEN or whatever you know not the mm-hmm. NES. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're like well I'm going to put money into this but then as time progresses through the months and the years a new console will be will come out and the market share will change. And so you put a bunch of money towards that license, but if that system's not selling super well, your game won't sell super well, you see. So it's a gamble to do licenses, but PCs aren't as popular as the consoles. So it's got a lot of give and take. And on top of that, it's an RPG, okay? So you hire up uh, artists and sound designers and uh, programmers uh, and basically polishers and you train them in different things. You train them in in composite music composition, artistry, actual game development, like coming up with themes and ideas, and then the programming itself. You know, so you've got the four different. And so some people are going to be superstars at one, but not at the other. But if you keep using the same person to design your soundtracks, they get bored and they put out worse quality stuff. So you want to try and give like them the a Sims. break. I'm over yeah. here. Some just... weird management system of like personalities. I- yes, I'm excited. It is a, <laughs> you it's, sold it's me. a personnel sim. It's this is you'll you'll really like it. And there's a there's a uh, there's there's a part in the game where they will come to you and say say hey these development points basically these this XP pool that you build uh, I want to risk these and I want to try and make our game better and you can. Like each game has to have of the four things, it has to have music, it has to have graphics, it has to have all these things. And sometimes your music person will come to you and say, hey, I know I only have an eight in this stat, but I want to try and risk all of our experience uh, to uh, make it a lot better. And it'll tell you what your percent of chance is. And the more XP you put in, the better chance it's it's successful. But if you fail, you lose that. And you go back to zero and the game may not release on time and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've only scratched the surface of what I did in the demo. You get three years right off the top. Go get grab your switch, play the demo, and you'll know if you like it or not. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. It's super fun. I'm going to do another another round of it tomorrow and see if I want to if I want to buy it. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend. Of course, it's an old school pixel art game, which is a weak point for me. It's very Code Monkeys. <laughs> oh, um, I like that. 
Uh, yeah. Again, I looked at the the trailer and I was like, I, I think I want this. There's not many Steam games that actually do that to me anymore. Like very few really do that without having previous advertising that brought me into it. So this would be tricky for me to recommend on Steam or Switch because this is clearly a game that you want to put. You want to sit in front of your PC and it's not reflex based and you can just get lost for half a day, you know, but at the same time, this is also a great game to just kick by the pool and just play game dev. Like that sounds really good to me. If I buy it, I'll buy it on switch. Cause it's just something that I can kick back and do versus sitting at the computer and it becomes kind of work a bit. <laughs> Can be um, ironic if Heron gets this game though and gets it on computer. She'll literally <laughs> turn like day off, stop doing dev work, and do, and dev, work. do fire, dev work and fire up a simulator where she does more dev work. It's like The Sims, but like more specific. Which honestly, what how I've been playing The Sims has been like my favorite part has been managing the restaurant side. Which has been one specific da- uh, like that's DLC funny. that I have attached to it right now. So it's like that's the part I'm enjoying the most. Oh, you're gonna love this game. Go buy it. I'm going to. <laughs> like I'm sold on it. That reminds me of when uh, I was supposed to be out mowing the lawn and and cutting flower beds with my wife, but instead I was in playing Farm Simulator. <laughs> it counts, you know? right? When I she came in all angry, you're like, "Look, I I cut the roses here. I I can't I can't mow the lawn. I've got to harvest my wheat." Uh-huh. So for us, yeah. what's going to happen is that nothing happens with our yard because I'm the one who goes and does the yard work. Yeah. So then, yeah, you'll do digital yard work. There you go. I played one other thing that I do want to bring up specifically because it's the one that I put mm, 10 hours into and counting, which is a good chunk for me. It's called Trail Makers, and it's basically what every seven to eight year old uh, always wanted, which is unlimited Lego bricks. Um, to build vehicles oh. and uh, achieve uh, accomplished I'm a goals. Old. So, so we just talked about the game that I'm interested in. At heart. Now we're going to talk about the game that James wants to play. Uh, probably Legos. So you, unlimited Legos. It's all vehicle based because this isn't Lego Worlds. Like oh. if you played Lego Worlds, that's that's a wonderful game. Like Minecraft, they're great creative games. But mm-hmm. this is you start. Uh, your ship crash lands kind of like any game nowadays. And you have to collect all these parts of things to build your spaceship back up, right? So it drops you off and you just have a few basic, you know, the two by four bricks and you've got wheels and you've got a one little engine and uh, you build this little buggy. And then the whole point is they've got these scattered blocks that are either round or square and you have to transport them from where they are on the map sometimes they're precariously hanging over an edge Uh, a few dozen of them are in the sky on islands in the sky some are uh, on islands in the ocean and you have to bring them to a certain point and when you bring them there you either get power cores so you can run more engines or magnets or hydraulics as you progress and you collect those pieces the same way. So Mm -hmm. you go out and you find these nodes and you bring them back. Um, 
and you end up making kind of a bulldozer front to kind of keep the the round ball where it needs to be very very much like um a rocket league there's a lot of rocket league dna to this Hmm. um and then you make boats and then sometimes you have to do amphibious stuff and they give you you unlock basic construction they're like and you can make here's an amphibious vehicle and you go okay i see how you did it and then you make your own and you know you you keep modifying changing one thing here and there you got to well, I need more ballast on the front because this thing's porpoising really bad through the water. It's a lot of engineering and it's just, I mean, it's Legos to be completely honest. And it's the way that we used, James and I used to build vehicle Legos for days at a time, not hours, days oh, yeah. at a time. It was days. Days. Yeah. Um, if you auger your ship into my ship again, I swear. Oh my goodness. Um, that was, <laughs> yes, yes. But, that one time. I shot down your vehicle and it fell right into mine and they both blew up. It just so happened. <laughs> Hold up a minute. How's it, how's it doing that? How did it, it augured to... right into my vehicle? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm still salty about that, you know. Oh, no, I can't tell. 20 years later. I can't tell. Yeah, 20 years. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, this is this is great. You'll get salty at the game sometimes because uh, you're like, well, okay. you haven't gotten me the tool to do that. But you can explore most of the map pretty quickly. Um. Uh, and it's a it's a very large map, and you can play online with I believe up to four people. Um, oh, on a server. Okay, so you could have that's fun. Yeah, you could have like multiple vehicles doing different things, and if you watch what the developers have made, like they make things that walk, like bipedal robots. Oh, cool! Uh, you know, with the engine, uh, there's just so much you can do. It's it's really impressive, and uh, I don't have the creative bone to really do the game justice, but I'm having so much fun with it. So that's nice. Trail Makers. I highly recommend it. You uh, you mentioned salt. <laughs> Perfect segue for me to talk about what I've been playing, which is The Last of Us Part Two. Actually, I, I finished this game a while back, uh, and then our... Uh, state like burnt to the ground so we didn't do an episode and was busy so we didn't do an episode ah, so i've been sitting on the last of us part two for a while i've tried like four times to write like a condensed set of notes on how i feel about the game and it hasn't worked very well uh, so what i would recommend for anyone who really wants to get an in-depth spoilery breakdown of the game is to watch two or three of the two hour like dissertations that people have put up on, you know, video essays on the game, the good and the bad. Um, not just the like straightforward reviews from IGN or the ones that are really just purely disliking it. Um, like angry Joe or something like that. Something that's like really trying to dissect it and relate it to the first one and they're typically like a two-hour youtube video i've probably watched like three or four of those now i was going to say like you're just you're just telling them watch your youtube playlist yeah well i I should make a playlist this no i don't now that i've watched it i'm not gonna watch them again (sighs) norm put a playlist honestly you just you type in last of us part two review and sort by like length (laughs) or something you'll find a couple um 
I will mention there's one guy who does some really awesome um, breakdowns of games and spends, it's like a, typically it sounds like you're in a lecture hall and the guy's, I think he does one take. So it's not chopped up and you can hear him breathing. He, he like coughs sometimes. He's like shuffling notes. Uh, but it's Noah, Noel, it's Noah Cadwell Gervais, Caldwell Gervais on YouTube. He had like a really good breakdown comparing the first one to the second one. And um, honestly, I got hooked on his stuff. I would recommend that YouTube channel. Anyway, that's, I'm going to say that. So if you want like a lot of breakdowns on it, there's some really good content out there we don't have time to get into. I, uh, I enjoyed myself as I was playing it, surprisingly. And then I did enjoy, in my, enjoy myself. And then I enjoyed myself, and then I really didn't enjoy myself. And then I slowly started to enjoy myself again, and then I was kind of emotionally confused. And then the game was over. No spoilers. That's well, I won't I won't get into any spoilers. So good, bad, good, bad, confusion. <laughs> so those classic the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I won't get into spoilers. I'll say this. I, I think that the game is good. Um, as a modern game, one of the big things just on any new release is like how impressive the graphics are. In this case, though, it like really does sell a lot of the game. The game visually looks really good. The animations are really good. The way that the story is told, the amount of just mo-capped content that you get is insane. The set pieces are really pretty. It's a very impressive game, and it very easily sweeps you into the universe. Like, it just visually is impressive on every level. And the attention to detail is insane. And for, like, level set dressing and storytelling and, and just, like, the environment you're in, oof, it's got some of the best environmental storytelling and just being able to litter a scene with stuff, and you can kind of go in and just be like, man, what happened here? What happened to the people? Something that, like, apocalyptic games can do really well. It just really puts you into some sort of universe where you're like, oh, what happened here? What were these people like? That sort of stuff. Um, and once again, this knocks it out of the park with that. However, uh, the game, I would say, drags on way too long. So it took me about 24 hours to play through it. And the combat, uh, if you want to know what the game is like, go watch the, the demo that they released before the game came out. There's like a five minute uninterrupted section of combat that is essentially what occurs for the entire game um not mixing it up a whole lot past like what you would see in that and then it really comes down to a live or die off of the set piece that the combat arena is in and so halfway through the game that combat loop really starts to drag and then narratively the game does some weird stuff that makes it worse and compounds the issue. And then it's fun whenever they do a set piece fight or they do some sort of arena that's really enjoyable. Um, most of the time though, on that back half of the game, you just get dropped into a, a combat arena after combat arena. There's just not a whole lot of creativity in how you approach situations. You got some, but it gets stale after like 14 hours. It's not even on oof. a story level without, what was that? Oh, I just said oof. Oof, yeah. That's its biggest, honestly, the thing that I dislike the most. The story, you can watch a thousand reviews of 
good, bad, where people want to place the story. Some are really upset. A couple people really liked it. I think it it went too long. It was like a weird idea that they kind of went with. It doesn't follow a normal story structure. So you you get whiplashed around a lot, I'd say emotionally, and just like where you're at and what you think is going to happen. And then they kind of shift everything and then take too long to like shift back. But then when they shift back, it's super sudden. And so I'm just, I felt like an elastic, like a rubber band getting pulled around. Uh, I just felt like the writers were kind of trying to mess with me as I was playing through. And so with combat that's getting stale and a story that's like really kind of hard to tell exactly where they're going to go and then keeps kind of just going, uh, I was very much dragging at the end of the game. And so I would never give this like a masterpiece rating. I think that's a lot of upset on like this getting masterpiece scores and really high scores from critics. But it's not absolute garbage um i think that a lot of what happens in the game is really fun i think a fair amount of it's told really well with some confusing stuff and a lot of stuff i'll forgive kind of the ugly i would say is a lot of the biggest things that happen in the game happen very very quickly and you're just like whoa hold up like this is why are we like flip-flopping around why are characters making these choices i didn't feel like i like it's taking any time or this didn't seem set up properly so there's a lot of that, especially on the back half. So you just kind of get tired of going through it. And then the combat isn't enough um, to spice it up. They don't, they don't add extra flavors to that combat situation on the back half of the game. Enemy variety is very sparse, especially when you consider the first game. They only add, uh, I think, two enemy types, really, um, to the game. And those get introduced pretty early, and then they just kind of do this standard game thing, which they rotate through different arenas. We'll have different variations on enemy types, and then by the end of the game, you've got like all of the enemies all in a pile in your arena as like kind of the climax fights. So, how would you I, how would you put yeah. this up against um, another? Like, I kind of want to compare it against something that I would consider kind of in the same vein by the same kind of level of production i would want to put this up against uh the latest god of war i feel like that has the same god of war is better and and you're saying that because as a, a video lot of the game. controversy is is story related and content related yes. but what you're saying that you find to be the biggest problem is actually aside from that you're saying it's, I, it's and that's the way that they lay out the story like the 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 order in which they lay out the story, not what the story is, and that the mechanics and the second-to-second -second play is not what it could have been. That is, yes. I would say God of War as a video game is better. They continue to change up their formula, introduce new enemy types, and keep the combat part of God of War really fresh. Also, the combat is, from the moment you play it, is just a better 10 second combat loop which is what a video and game is at the end like the plot and story are are important that's what hooks me on a lot of games but if you don't have that 10 second 30 second loop i mean in god of war pulling back uh mule i believe it's mjolnir the axe just the the axe play in that is to such a high tactile quality 
Um, you're just. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, Thor's hammer. No, no, that. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's named some other. There is a name for it though. I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's. I can't remember though. Um, I would say this though the the combat in God of War is better, but I I actually really enjoyed the combat in The Last of Us. That first act and kind of the prologue of the game was absolutely banging on all four cylinders. The story was progressing at a rate I liked. I was getting back into the world. I was enjoying what they had done with the characters. I actually accepted kind of where the characters were at. I will spoil like the very beginning of the game. The game does that same thing that like the sequel to a rom-com does. It suffers from like sequelitis of like, oh, we need our characters to like have an arc again. So you know that couple that like got married in the end of the first rom-com? Yeah, they, they're they divorced and like the second rom-com is to get them back together again. And you're like, okay, like I feel a little betrayed that these characters like in a totally different place than when we ended. It's a little tropey. Um, it's a little tropey. And so this game totally starts off that way. The first game, by the end, there's like this kind of somewhat steady but not totally relationship going on between your you know main characters and then that's broken down at the beginning of this one like right off the bat that's kind of established that something has happened that you missed out on and that's kind of the sequelitis thing that occurs i accepted it though because they kind of lay it down decently and i'm like okay that's like okay that's what that is uh so the prologue was excellent first act is excellent there's some excellent combat in the game I really enjoyed it, but it is stealth combat. It's slower. And it was mainly, it's that like the minute loop, the combat arena gets stale. Mm. Even if that like 10 second loop is fun, they don't throw new ingredients in at a rate that keeps it fun, whereas God of War did. And if God of War never, I won't spoil anything, but like if they never expand your skill trees past just like chucking an ax and punching, you're gonna get stale in that like you're gonna get tired of that combat at some point too um being more of a combo based system action based system not stealth right off the bat i would say it's just a more fun experience for most people some people probably hate the kind of comboy arcadey combat in god of war and would prefer the immersive stealth sim but that's also like the original trilogy was was very well that was a hack and slash combo uh sort of a game but there was that's the dna they carried over is the leviathan axe uh to correct myself or the uh i mean the original three have the uh the dual blades and then their introduction is hey actually we're using this leviathan axe now that's your weapon which is but here are a bunch of skill trees yeah uh, so the combat gets stale and I want to address that mainly because that's something I, I don't see a lot of reviews. They, it, it stops at the story or it mainly focuses on the story. And it's actually the gameplay that suffers most from the story, both in that it's too long, but the story is like all about just violence, bad. I'll say that violence, bad. But all the gameplay ever continues to do is have you in combat arenas where you're, it's violent, like you're slitting people's throats, that you're, I mean, you're shooting them and they're, you can like hit them in the head and it really like grossly, like it looks very realistic to what I would assume someone getting shot in the head looks like. It's very violent. 
I, I watched some of the gameplay from that James Hat did. Um, and I watched some of the cinematics from it as well. I'm like looking at this, it's like, I feel so bad in some ways for the artists <laughs> who had to render this. Like they have to get yeah. make it look, look this bad on screen for the player. How much references did they have to pull? Just like Yeah. I mean it's visually just insane at the, mm -hmm. the level of fidelity. But even once the story has gotten to this point of violence bad, you as the player, not like in the movie, the cinematic part where they're like, okay, we brought you in. This is the goal we're trying to we're trying to tell you about this. Oh, but here's the gameplay. It at first it's great and it marries the story well, but I was having like this weird whiplash of like cutscene and then gameplay that directly is opposing of what the message seemed to be in the cutscene. And by the end of the game, you're like, man, every time I'm thrown into these combat arenas now, I'm like, I feel bad killing people. Like, I'm just going to sneak through. There's a point in the game where I was like, I refuse to kill anybody else. Let's see if I can sneak through the rest of the game. And that happened at like the 18 hour mark. <laughs> and I couldn't make it to the end of the game. There was a point where they're like, no, you must fight your way through some combat theaters. You know, there's... I said it before. Oof. Oof. Yeah. There's so, there's a game Hitman in 2016 when they remade that and it's literally a game called Hitman and you can do it if not completely almost completely like non-lethal like non yeah non the point is super violent like you can do things kind of low key and this being a stealth game I'm surprised that there's not more ways to avoid direct violence because that was kind of what I took from the first game. Uh, when I played through the first Last of Us was, you know, you have very little ammo, you have very little ways to deal with these zombies, and they are highly dangerous. You should avoid them if possible. That was always my inclination was always try to avoid as many as you can, as opposed to the usual, you know, set traps and pop as many as you can from a distance so that there's only one or two left. By the time you actually try and go through, I played it very much as a avoid them at all costs, which to hear that this game doesn't follow that, I I would have a lot of trouble kind of connecting it to the first game if it's completely different gameplay. It, it doesn't, it's in the same boat. Like it's the, I would say you have just as much ability to avoid fighting people. You can, I am sure, get through this game without, there's a couple situations where you might have to, fight stuff um there's a couple yeah there's a couple situations they put you in by the end of the game though the arenas that you are in are so packed like the difficulty of getting through them undetected entirely the, the game goes to some great lengths to actually try and validate killing your way through the last couple arenas that you go through and they are so jam-packed that the amount of time it would take to get through that arena. And I'm like, I'm so tired of playing this game. Like, I just want to see the end cutscenes get me through these arenas. You almost like, I switched. So I'm like, yeah. And maybe that's what they were going for was I was going to be like, nope, I'm not fighting anybody else. Maybe I, they planned exactly that moment to trigger me in that way. Be like, I'm so tired of killing all these people. And then to succeed and not kill people, I'm like, cool, perfect. I'll keep this up. Actually, no, then they did force me into a specific combat where I did. 
But after that, then I'm like, I broke. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm just going to kill my way through as fast as I possibly can. I'm tired of this. Let me get through it. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe at this point, I'm like, I'm in the character's shoes exactly where they wanted me to be. Maybe this is their goal was for me to just be tired of what's going on in this game and just to want it all end. That may and be a so, good experience, but it maybe isn't a great game. You that's know? a perfect... I think... I would say it's, and this is where this actually somewhat lines up with my view on the first one. It's an excellent, well, actually, it's not excellent. It's a tiring but enjoyable experience. And for some who really like convoluted stories or weird ideas being thrown around, um, or just overall the concept of, of this universe, they'll probably really enjoy it. But if you're coming for the gameplay, I think the game's going to drag way too long and the story is going to put you into some weird, honestly, like emotional situations where you're just really tired of, it's almost bored. Like that, to some people who aren't trying to engage with the story and at some point are just like, okay, this is, I know what they're doing. I'm tired of what they're doing. Can this be over? And then the combat starts dragging. It's like, okay, I'm going to, a lot of people probably quit around the halfway point or play through it and then, despise the game because the game never ultimately redeems that boring second half with some really excellent ending they've got very purposely it's kind of just a depressing story the whole way through mm. not getting any spoilers or any of that just that's just depressing it's, and left you it was good bad good bad and confused yeah and then confused yes <laughs> well that's actually that's actually a really um that's a, it it sounds Maybe to you, like you're saying gibberish, but it actually is very informative. <laughs> I'm, sorry, uh, I'm trying without like spoiling. I'd, and that's where like watch a two hour review that gets into all the details. Yeah, if you want to do the spoilers, get all of the spoilers yeah. instead of one or two here to, that'll just like you said, confuse you probably. Yeah. So if you have a if you have a PS4 and you want to play a game with a lot of deep story and good but semi repetitive um good combat, for the first half then go play yeah. god of war no I, yeah no i would say go play god of war if you haven't i think god of war is an excellent example of just modern the modern video game it has all of the trappings and components that like every game is starting to employ it's got all the usual trimmings they're just all done to perfect polish and the core combat loop is a little more arcadey than usual, so it has a little more of a gamey feel, and so it's like that perfect, just that perfect 20-hour experience or like 25-hour experience. The Last of Us Part Two is like a 50-50 crapshoot on whether or not you can enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, like it's going to be a very tiring game or just a very boring game. The Last of Us, the remaster though, I would consider it to be, I think, the greatest storytelling in a game I've ever experienced. I think it's just like, I would say it's one of the greatest games. But I'd say the game part of that game also is bad. And this is, I th I'm going to steal this little tidbit right out of the um, Noah YouTube video that I watched. Because he put it really well. The Last of Us 1 sacrificed originality to try and be genuine. And the characters in that game absolutely feel like people are relatable. And by the end of that thing, you're like, man, I've been with you through all of this. 
you're not meant to put your own expression on it. You're just supposed to intake those characters as they are. You have very little choice in their decisions. You're role-playing them. You're play-acting them. And by the end of that experience, it's like, oh, this is like the best HBO special I've ever gotten to like act in and be a participant in. And the second one, I think, sacrifices a lot of that genuine character for original storytelling and trying to be unique with how they express their story and try to push boundaries on where they're going with storytelling at quite a big sacrifice towards being genuine with their characters. And so I am disconnected from them in a lot of situations where they're completely doing weird stuff. So that's The Last of Us for a half hour review. It's a two hour review. But I was tired after that. So I played two other games I'll go, go over really quickly. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Ooh-hoo. one and two remaster, and Ratchet and Clank, both dumb as a brick, turn your brain off, <laughs> relax, nothing emotional going on in them at all. They were very enjoyable. I would recommend line yourself up with another game right after The Last of Us Part Two. So you can play something nice and easy, something nice and relaxing. At least for me, that was because mm-hmm. I let I was like, I want this thing to just kind of take me away. I'll accept whatever its story does. Man, by the end of it, I'm like, oh. So how how fast skateboards? How fast did you uh, reacclimate to the controls of Tony Hawk? It was insane. It was like second run. So I had two minutes, the two minute timer in the warehouse, and I'm back, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like riding a bike, and oh. This is like, I went from graphics and mainly animations informing character movement. And so I'm Ellie and I turn left and there's this all this movement involved with my character like rotating around, stepping and moving. Then I play Tony Hawk and I'm like, turn left. And the character's just like snaps. There's animations, it looks good, but like, man, it's everything is just so snappy. How How is like, it oh. tactile? tactile wise how does it feel in your hands because they feel so good because they did like a a remaster and the xbox live arcade like 10 years back and it was mushy like jello it was awful i mean they built this thing from the ground up in unreal so they had to start from scratch on building this game's controls and everything and they nailed it like it feels just like i remember back in the day and so i love this i enjoyed the game I felt it was a little light, but again, the price point is lower at 40. Um, there's no story, so it's only a handful of arcade maps. And you said it was one and two. One and two. So it's $40 for technically two remastered games. Yes. That's a good but value. But they, they couldn't have gotten away with just one or two alone. They needed to be both. Okay. There's not enough content. So it's really like Tony Hawk one, $20. Yeah. Tony Hawk two, $20. Yeah. Have to buy them together. If you consider beating the game, witnessing all the levels, then it took about 10 hours, I think, for me to get through all of the levels. I haven't 100%ed it, but I've now witnessed everything. Uh, 10 to 15. I keep coming back surprisingly, though. It's a perfect, like, 20-minute game. Jump in, do a couple runs, jump out. Very enjoyable. I would recommend it for anybody who remembers those games from back in the day. Someone new coming in, maybe... Uh, there's not a whole lot of content to chew on, though. So if you're looking for like an actual title to keep you busy for hours and hours and hours, I think that this one will fall off if you aren't a nostalgic fan of the originals. And I think that's the people playing like 50 to 80 hours or playing online. 
they love the old games and they're like really good and they're happy to be back in a game they're like right i remember all this and ratchet and clank was one of my favorite games growing up it was ratchet and yeah, clank, i got bad news that usurp jack and daxter like as soon as i got ratchet and clank i'm like well i don't need this anymore yep. Yes, it was. Those games were phenomenal as a kid as well. Uh, this one's more bad news. I think it's visually looks great. Um, it's really fun. Like I still had a lot of fun, but man, it is so mindless. I completely got to turn my brain off. It is not a remaster. It's not based off of the original game. It's like they've mushed parts of the first three. They've taken different weapons from two and three and they've combined it all into a game that story is based off of the movie that came out oh i watched so, that movie um did you I, it, okay so this is a good example of i'll say this if you watched the movie and you liked it then you'll like this ratchet and clank game okay. if you watched it and disliked the movie you you should probably skip this game boy that that's a real problem because the movie was not good like it wasn't no. it wasn't good but i i kind of liked it but it was i mean 100 percent again it was it was not good and i'm i'm fully ashamed um uh but i i did in i watched the whole thing i didn't turn it off I'm like, oh this is fine watching it at lunch over a few days this is fine <laughs> reminds me of the, the jokes are juvenile and stupid i watched the whole thing it's fine yeah the jokes i remember being like it was a little more cynical the original and it was far more poking fun at uh like a over-the-top capitalist society where there's a handful of people just try like everyone's just trying to get every ounce of money out of you as you like they can mm-hmm. which made it funny like the upgrades in the original are entirely based off of like paying omega corp money for new guns and the main bad guy in the original like his entire plan is just to make money like that's his goal and everyone in the game is trying to make money or is like at the lower level of the system because they're being exploited that sort of thing so like pokes fun at that this one trades that for kind of just the modern movie jokes that you hear of you know people our age maybe in their 40s writing jokes that are meant for 15 year olds and so as a 30 year old i'm like i it's not going over my head, but is there like, is this any deeper than just reference? Seems or? like they kind of gleaned the least common denominator of the, of the first game. seems like they kind of missed what we might feel was the good parts of it. Yeah. They also, the game is simpler and it's easier even on like the super hard. So I beat the game and then I started it again on the new game plus in ultra hard mode or like, it's like, this is the hardest mode. And it's just instantly easier and it just keeps being easy. Mm. Um, and I'm like, I'm usually a person who plays games on easier modes anyway, because I want to relax more than like I'll play a multiplayer online game if I really want to sweat. But nope, this one's even at its hardest difficulty, not challenging the player. It's just visual noise on the screen. Everything shoots at you from the front. It's just like all tons of stuff going on on screen. So there's no real challenge to different enemy types having different types of combos and you needing to like manage incoming damage you really just hit the jump button spam it run around and then they've got movie cutscenes 
in the middle of this thing. All their like main cutscenes are from the movie. So you've got like a movie cue and it's building up to this like fight moment. But of course you need to play the game. So it just like awkwardly fades cuts and goes into gameplay. <laughs> and you're like, oh wait, what? Hold up. Like a fun idea that didn't didn't work. I'm sure it was a money saving. They're like, hey, we don't have to do, you know, 12 to 15 cutscenes. We'll just pull movie clips. But the problem is the movie clips now have like characters show up that are like from four scenes into the movie, but the game has no character building moment from before. So I don't know who any of the characters, except for like knowing them from before, but a new person, I like, I wouldn't know any of the characters. Mm-hmm. They just show up except for the main one. And then sadly, the two heroes like don't talk to each other or banter at almost all. Yeah, that was the a whole Ratchet and Clank that, combo isn't there. They just don't like interact with each other ever. They missed the point of of the of the trilogy. <laughs> Whoever made it missed it. They just missed what people liked about it by the sound. Yeah, but it's, but it's weird because it's been rated really high. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it's not challenging. Which the first one is definitely more challenging than this. Yeah, it I went hard and rewatched videos of it, and I'm like, okay, yes, this was harder than this game is. Maybe that's just. Con- the controls have been completely smoothed and glossed over. Aaron, did you have any uh, involvement with the Ratchet and Clank series? I mean, I, they've done like, they did more than three, didn't they? Didn't they eventually do more? They have. They've done, uh, it's a bunch. They kept going and going and going. I So I didn't, I didn't play it. I knew it existed, but I didn't play it. Um, I actually heard about this game, though, and... I don't know why I can't cross. Oh, no. One of the discords I'm a part of had been talking about this game because they got excited about it when it first came yeah. out. And then they were like, wait, this is so weird. Mm. And so I heard about their, um, their just their discussion of the, of the movie splicing into the yeah. game. Yeah. And so when James brought that up, I was like, oh, I do know what game you're talking about. I have <laughs> yeah, I actually I com- seen some parts of this. Yeah. I think I complained about it before you even knew what the title was. Uh, I knew it was Ratchet and Clank. Oh. I didn't. I assumed it was a. It was an actual game, not movie spliced. Yeah. So yeah, this is well. Tri- uh, trigger warning, real quick. But it sounds like this would be if they made an Avatar: Last Airbender game based on a live action <laughs> not, movie. It's not that bad. I still beat it. I still had fun. Okay. But it is a lot like those games you and I grew up with, or all of us grew up with, that were like the movie games, you know? They like oh, came gosh. out with a movie release. Yeah. They had movie clips in them. I'm thinking the old Lord of the Rings games, though those were actually challenging and fun games. But you'd have like the movie clip, and then we'd go to some gameplay super disconnected, and then we'd just kind of jump you around. Star Wars Episode like, One, the video game. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie game. That's ultimately, I think it's just, it's a movie game, not a remaster. And there's a fair bit lost from the first one, but it looks real shiny and new. So if you're just in for explosions, which is exactly what I wanted after The Last of Us, just some cathartic doing tricks and shooting a bunch of funny looking aliens that are animated beautifully. They, they are screaming, yelling, jumping all over the place, and they're hilarious. Mm hmm. Um, but oh my goodness, it is not the, uh, high Metacritic rating that it it currently, it should not be, I think as high as it is. Hmm. I feel out of the loop on this one. Like I didn't get something, but that's what I've been playing. Well, sounds like Tony Hawk was fun. (laughs) Yes. 
no, I honestly, all of those experiences were ultimately worth the time that I put in. So I didn't have anything that was just garbage. Everything was above average. Um, the Ratchet and Clank was about average. That took me eight hours to beat, though. So, yeah, at least you didn't sink a, a bunch of time. of time into it. And it was free because I got it on the PS Plus um, subscription. You get a free game every month. Apparently, at some point a few months ago, I had gotten that one and it was in my library. So I was like, hmm. let's try it. Might as well. Yeah. Is there anything anything we missed from anyone's? Uh... I mean, we could keep talking about <laughs> the Last of Us Part Two. I've got. All these things <laughs> tell you oh. what, we'll, when when we're done with the recording, I just won't tell James, and we'll just let him keep going. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I recommend anybody who wants really good in depth reviews of it, go look Noel, it up on YouTube. Noel, right? Noel, Noah Caldwell Gervais. Noel or Noah? Noah Caldwell Gervais, I think, is the the YouTube name. He is excellent. I've watched like 10 of his videos. What should happen is you should go actually look it up and then just say the name and then just paste it over every time you try to say the name. That is so much effort. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to say it one Noah last time. Caldwell Gervais. Yes. No. So I'll, I'll, put, uh, I'll put a link in the show description um, so people can just find it. Yes. That'll, that'll work. I'd recommend he has a bunch of really good like Fallout. Anyway, he's got a ton. It's good. I On a similar note of recommended YouTubers uh, playing games. Ooh. Um, going the to best back to Among Us. To Among Us is Mr. Fruit. Mr. Fruit. Maybe not the best player. He's a pretty good player, but he has some fun, nice content that introduces you to the game. I would highly recommend has the person to watch gameplay for Among Us. Mm -hmm. Every other channel is focused on being super good imposter and getting lots of kills, or it's a shouting match, and the people don't know each other as well. Mm -hmm. This group is like a big group of friends that always plays games together. Yeah, they're so funny and they're just entertaining compared yeah. to. Yeah, there's a couple other streamers in his group. You could always go around to them too, like yeah. uh, Omrecker and Robbie also stream, so you can mm -hmm. find their YouTube channels as well. Um, but Mr. Fruit is a great place to start. Yep. And he plays other games besides, like, this isn't his only game. It's gotten been his most popular one in the last month or two because Among Us is really popular. But it's not the only one he's played. No. Yep. He's got lots. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for now, I think that's what we've been playing. Some hot takes. Some quick reviews. Some long reviews. Some not real quick hot takes. Uh, we tried, but it's been too long, guys. It's we, been too long. We had to. We will next time get into um, some of the new PlayStation, Xbox numbers, price points. Maybe there'll be some more info by the time we have. We maybe meet again. yeah, maybe we'll have an official official drop because Microsoft dropped a little bit, but there's still some stuff we're kind of waiting on. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, we had a lot. We had a month to catch up on, five weeks, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, well, we got lots to lots to go on next week. Um, you guys have any any other thoughts on uh, on any of this stuff? Because we've got uh, yes. links for the Resistance, the card game, um, and Noah Caldwell Gervais and Mister Fruit for good good uh, kind yeah. of YouTube stuff to check out. Absolutely. I do have more thoughts. No one wants to hear any more of my thoughts. So. Well, if you're listening to this, I guess you do. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're listening for other people. 
So coming to, coming next week is going to be the thirty minute to maybe two hour review yeah, from my, James. My five hour dissertation on. No, I'm just kidding. This was this was the intro, and then we got the body of his review coming next week, and then the conclusion the week yeah. after. Yeah. I will say I have like a soft spot for the the longer games I play, going and watching content like YouTube videos that kind of break it down and talk about it. It's like a way for me to process. I watched like a seven hour Death Stranding <laughs> review, but it wasn't a review. It was just kind of like talking through the game and ideas and concepts that. Uh, oh, over a 60 hour game, so you needed to put more time into it then. <laughs> that's, that's what. Yeah. You oh, it's awesome. You know, it's lunch content for like a month. Why didn't you just Perfect. watch like the FedEx press conference? Isn't that basically the same thing? No. Just package delivery? It's... I mean, that, that, if the that FedEx hurts, man. That conference hurts. has ghosts. It hurts. I have been but, hearing more about the game, and it seems uh, more and more interesting for no. for a twenty hour game. Um, but it's got some some stuff to it, for sure. Yeah, it just it did just come out um, a month or two ago on PC. What game? Death Stranding. Yeah. So it's it got a little bit more hype because of that. I've been seeing more articles regarding how like for both that and Horizon Zero Dawn because those came to PC, and I was mm-hmm. like. I've already played these six six months ago or a year ago. That's Sony I exclusives. I don't want to read the articles of how to play these the best yeah, way. Right. Yeah. Well, for anybody who wants to get Death Stranding on PC, if you like hiking, I think you'll like this game. It actually does seem really neat, and there's some online components where you can build stuff that will help others and vice versa. Um, yep. there, there's it's some basic. really interesting components. It's worth, it's but worth, man, it plays out. into your psyche pretty well. And you're like, Ooh, that was fun. Ooh, I'm enjoying this. I'm going to say like, if you are just joining us, like you've you started watching, uh, re- listening to our podcasts, like halfway through, I think we touched on this on one of our earlier ones. We did. Yeah, no, totally. uh, yeah we're not getting into it. Like yeah. our, so our, if you our are interested in dust stranding, go back to like the second or third one, maybe the fifth one of our, of our series. Yep. Um, we we get into it. We talked about it. Both me and James played through it, so we, we go back and forth. So yeah, that's that's an option for anyone who's interested. Oh, excellent. Seems like uh, that's that's about everything. Uh, we got all our links uh, up there. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening to what I think I were think our fifteenth episode now of just another side quest um, here on the Tiny Dog. Uh, a lot of the other shows are, are coming back too because they've all been kind of on the smoked out hiatus. Uh, so we're yep. <laughs> we're all coming back now. Um, so yeah, uh, just uh, hit us up on the on the website Tiny Dog Podcast or email me directly at Tiny Dog Podcast Network at Outlook uh, with any thoughts or or anything um if there's something on game game pass that you would like me to specifically try out there's like 200 and some odd titles now um more than happy to check something out so yeah from all of us here uh from an extra long episode uh we'll see you in a couple of weeks night folks later later later